You are listening to Original Remake. This is a podcast where we discuss and compare original film and its remake. Or sometimes films with similar concepts, because just like Hollywood, we are that unoriginal. So this being a movie podcast, uh, yeah, let's get to it. Welcome back to another episode of Original Remake, uh, where this week we are anticipating the release of, well, I guess it's already out at this time, but uh, Infinity War uh, is the inspiration for this episode. Uh, so we are going to, I guess we're going to discuss the uh, the two Guardians. <laughs> <laughs> the two Guardians of the Galaxy movie. We. Um. I, I feel like, uh, hello, I'm Mike, by the way, and this will be the rare time on a movie podcast talking about Marvel movies where I'm going to be by far the more positive one. So uh, you and I have not discussed this other than the fact that you really, really did not want to do this pairing. And I didn't understand why, because these are two very successful films at the box office uh i think critically the first one got a lot of love uh and i had never seen the second one so for me i'm taking an opportunity like oh i can catch up like it's on netflix yep easily available peter's already seen them yep. uh, he podcasts 18 hours a day so this will save him some time he doesn't have to necessarily rewatch these he's already seen them uh and i'm not forcing him to watch a uh a rom-com pairing but you Which have made it would rather have done Continue. I'm shocked. I'm <laughs> shocked that uh, if you listen to our previous episode, How to Be Single, that Peter is ready to do much better uh, movie. Yeah, he would have <laughs> rather done a another episode on that, like an actual like full length commentary track, than to talk about the two Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Um, so I think we should just you know I just want to hear like okay you're just open up with the hatred first like why why were you so adamant about not talking about these two space <laughs> Marvel movies for <laughs> Infinity War where Thanos finally arrives from space. All right. So in my defense, uh, so most of the things that you said were, were factual. Okay. Uh, all of that happened. A lot of those have been said. <laughs> now I don't hate both of these movies. I hate the okay. second movie. All right. Yeah. I love the first one. The first one is actually, I, I would have to re-rank them because it's been, it, cause I actually did a, uh, a ranking of the Marvel movies over on one of my other shows. We got five. We did, uh, ranked all the Marvel movies. And so that was probably a year and a half ago, I feel. Uh, and there's been a lot more since. So I, I do need to do a re-ranking, but all that episode, I think it was top five for me. Well, okay. I was going to say before we lose our listeners with yes. your, disdain for marvel movies the the marvel zombies are clicking in uh let's give them like what's your what's a top five off your head like let's let's give some context here for why guardians volume two was such a disappointment like what you know what do you look for in a marvel movie well look for i mean it's really hard because a lot of them are origin stories um something a little bit different I guess like Guardians Volume Two. I don't think it distanced itself uh, very much from the very first movie. It did a lot of the same things, which isn't a bad thing, but I don't think they did a lot of the same things well. Trying uh, to steer you positive, and you're leaning into the negative. Like, <laughs> I thought that's what we're doing. I thought we're getting all the the hatred, and the bad stuff out first. I I want to hear like, what are your five Marvel movies? What are the ones oh, that are the oh. best? Okay, well, I, again, I would need to kind of uh, update them, but let's go without some of the more recent ones. But um, I think, uh, again, Guardians 1 was probably top five uh, at the time of that ranking. Um, Winter Soldier was number one. On that, we agree. Yes. Um, 
right now i need a freaking list of the marvel you know movies. who's got a list prepared you do i do all right okay <laughs> let, let, let's read and let's see uh my thoughts on that okay uh, now this was dated according to my iPhone notes, March 9th, 2018. So, uh, that's, that's at least up to date. <laughs> uh, I think I've seen all of them. Uh, I'll say that Dr. Strange is my least favorite. How about that for some context? Um, it's, 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 it's at, uh, towards the bottom. I'll, I'll agree with that. Yeah. Maybe Age of Ultron, Civil War. I think I'm sort of in minority on Civil War. I really just didn't care for it. Definitely Age of Ultron. I, so. I wasn't a big fan of Civil War either. Uh, so my five would be uh, Black Panther. Okay. Spider-Man Homecoming. All right. The first Guardians. So spoiler alert, I really dug, you know, one of the films we're going to be talking about in this episode. Hey, I did too. I, I, I've said it like three times already. <laughs> Guardians 1 top five for me. Or was. It still might uh, be. I don't know. At number two is Thor Ragnarok. So you're seeing within my top five, the last, you know, three of them so far within the last year was okay. Spider-Man Homecoming Black Panther. Um, um, Black Panther would definitely be top five for me now. Uh, Ragnarok would, um, Ragnarok is, might be just right outside the five. Again, like how many movies we have right now? 18, 19? Mm, that sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. See, so I, I definitely need to do a, a re-ranking. Uh, I, I really did love Thor Ragnarok. Um, but th- this one, like I, I felt they were kind of like placating to like the, the kids a little bit more, you know, like, Rocket Raccoon, uh, I thought was great, but I really hated, uh, you know, Baby Groot. Uh, I thought, I thought <laughs> Dax was more of an asshole in this movie than he was in the previous movie. Like, he was just a jerk. He was just mean. You know, he wasn't even like sarcastically funny. Um, yeah, Drax was definitely my favorite part of the first one. Yeah. Uh, and it was that cultural difference where he didn't, yeah, he didn't really understand some of the, the the social norms as far as how people talk to one another, how people communicate or joke around. Right, like he took everything literally. Yeah, um, I agree with you here because uh, there's one scene uh, where they meet uh, the I think you call it the Snapchat, the Snapchat filter. Yeah, the Snapchat filter, and uh, her ability is uh, she can't read minds. What she, what can she do? She can like feel what they're thinking or what the what their emotions are like something I don't like that she but she outs uh peter quill the chris pratt character star lord and his uh, affection i guess if you want to politely put it for gamora played by zoe saldana and you have drax just like laughing and saying this like basically like this must be so embarrassing for you or something and right. yeah he he's turned into don rickles here he went from not understanding humor at all to like busting people's balls yeah. all the time um I, I tell you, okay, here's the thing. You know, I'm, uh, I actually didn't like this movie either. I, I'm trying to like, you know, hang you out to dry a little bit with the, <laughs> the, the people that are going to hate tweet. Um, and I thought maybe you were just wrong because I was like, oh, well, I like the first one quite a bit. Uh, that being said, I did just watch this on Netflix, like within the last month. So I was, for whatever reason, I was in no hurry to see a sequel. And I think other than Winter Soldier, which was my number one, uh, most of the continuations of the stories in Marvel don't usually work for me because I feel like they, unlike Winter Soldier, they're just like sort of holding steady. They're just like basically killing time until something like important happens in the universe. I think that's Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Like, you know, the the first one is so tied into Thanos with the Gamora character and her sister. And the main villain in that film was tied into Thanos. 
uh, as far as like, you know, he's, he's kind of his lackey until he turns against him, trying to get one of the infinity gems, the stones. Um, this one, I don't think the villain's bad because I was, I love, you know, Kurt Russell when he's in anything, but my main issue with it is the first film is about how this cast of scoundrels, thieves, space pirates come together, like the origin of them as a team. And this film, they're like, hey, you had so much fun with them the first time. Uh, now that they're together, we're just going to split them up again. We're going to put them on different planets and different little adventures before they reform like in the last 20 minutes. That, that's something I just I, I found I guess unforgivable where I'm like, you know, I just, I actually just want to see these characters like on the ship together, having one adventure. I don't want to see star Lord having his daddy issues by himself. Uh, you know, rocket, um, <laughs> undoing the friendships he's made and feeling bad about himself. I don't know. It just felt like too much. And it's two hours and 16 minutes. It is, it is padded as hell. Yeah. You know, um, you, you, you mentioned a lot of the criticisms I, I had with this movie. Yeah. They're splitting up. I didn't like it, but it, it did give us like a moment with Rocket and Yandu, which uh, I, I did enjoy. Um, but like the jokes too, like they, they just kept on adding like punctuation marks, you know, or not punctuation marks, I guess exclamation points to like every single joke that they're trying to tell. Like, uh, hey Groot, go, go get us like, uh, uh what's that thing they're trying to get? Like on Yandu's head, the, uh, his little horn thing, but he keeps bringing like a human toe or a thumb and, you know, like all these things. Like, I get it. I get it. I, I got it the first 20 times. He, he brought something, <laughs> you know, but it just keeps going and you're just like, let's trim that a little bit, you know, or the, uh, the Mary Poppins joke. I, I didn't need the, I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. Like, you guys just said that. Boy, the, uh, I remember film Twitter going crazy about that because I, I saw that numerous tweets, uh, I guess, uh, a year ago when this came out, like the month of May, uh, people like, it was like a meme, like the Mary Poppins. I didn't even know in what context, cause I didn't know which character said it, but I just knew that was a huge thing with, uh, fans of this film. And, uh, yeah, that was kind of cringeworthy myself. Yeah. So th- there's things like that. Like, I don't think we got any of that in the first Guardians and like the music, you know, I, I think the first one is known for like the great soundtrack. You know, there's this, not a focus, but the, uh, the music itself is a character. Yeah. If, if volume Ties two, into his mom. Yeah, yeah. Volume two, you know, not so much. And the music I feel are a little bit more deep cuts, you know, like there's some really great songs in there. George Harrison's, uh, here comes the sun, Fleetwood Mac. You know, like th- there's some good songs in here, but there's there was a lot more that I didn't know. You know, so I, I th- th- I'm sure there's you know uh, many people out there were like, oh, I knew all those songs, but but at least the other ones are a little bit more like pop culture. You know, like I think a lot more people knew those songs in the first movie. Yeah, it's just uh, you you mentioned uh, Yandu, and he's he's I guess he's the biggest thing that works for me here. Um, I, I like the. I like the character in the first one that Michael Rooker plays as the abductor of Peter Quill. And uh, basically it's like the, the mentor, like the apprentice goes off on his own, like to do his own thing to basically become like a better version of Yondu, like a better thief and scavenger throughout space. Uh, and the way they wrap up his character, that sort of like where he's this adoptive father, I, I thought was sweet. Like I liked it. Like I, I, yeah. I felt like, that's very comp booky too. Like where you have like a previous quasi villain 
who like reveals like a certain degree of warmth to the, the heroes and like has a, has does something heroic to save the day. I thought that was cool. It's just strange to me that I would never imagine going into a sequel to Guardians, which as I you know for context said, hey, that's my third favorite Marvel movie. That man, I can't wait for Volume Two where Yondu is going to be the coolest character and have like the moment I like the most. Like <laughs> I would not have gathered that from watching the first one. That going into the sequel. Uh, I would enjoy his presence a lot more than Star Lord or Drax or Rocket. Um, it was strange, and I, w- I wonder if that was the plan all along to have that in there, or um, if they realized they didn't really have the goods. Because I, I don't. What do you think of the villain here? Like, because I didn't like the villain in the first one. I thought he was kind of annoying. Uh, in the first film, he's played by Lee uh, Pace. Pace. Yeah, yeah, Ronan. But I actually liked the the way they handle him at the end, where they're like trolling him, <laughs> like because all he's done is just talk shit the whole time, and he's got that goofy makeup and the goofy outfit. He looks like a dork at Comic Con who like is trying to be big and bad, and it ends with like a dance off, like that he doesn't understand, like he doesn't understand that they're just like basically making him look foolish by being foolish themselves. Uh, Kurt Russell is a living planet. Uh, I don't know. Maybe a bridge too far. Just <laughs> maybe it's maybe you know when I was saying that Yondu is like the best of comic books. I think that the Kurt Russell villain here uh, may be too comic booky even for me. Going there, yeah. It, it, the visuals they gave us wasn't very good either, and it, it was funny because you know we mentioned Black Panther. That you know the storytelling in the beginning of that movie was amazing, you know, and it's uh, used very little color if I remember correctly. Um, but this one, it's like. It, the the ego's costuming here looks like it came from Man of Steel. You know, it looked like something worn in Krypton, Krypton or Krypton. <laughs> you know, if you're Marlon Brando. Um, but you, you know, like it, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two isn't terrible. Like I don't hate it. I just dislike it. Yes, a lot. you do. Yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> You've made that one right, known to me. Like, I was just trying to, like, you know, maybe. Uh, stop, prevent some people to uh, you know, send me some negative tweets here. But yeah, you know, I, uh, I, I didn't want to watch it again. Um, <laughs> did you, Peter? Did you actually watch it again? No, I did not. But you know, like, <laughs> I, uh, uh, Zoe Saldana and Karen Gillum's uh, relationship, I, I'm forgetting both of their names, Gamora, right? Gamora and, uh, Gamora and Nebula. Nebula, there we go. I like that story, but, the thing that kept on bothering me was like the whole, like, you know, she's hungry. She just wanted an apple and it wasn't ripe. Like I thought that was a little much. I, I didn't find it funny. Uh, cringeworthy again, I yeah. would say. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a lot of that in here. Okay. So you're a fan of baseball. What'd you think about yeah. that baseball scene? Just playing catch. Like I felt that just went on for too many innings, like a real baseball game. Well, uh, you strike that from the record, sir. I don't, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> that is a very un-American statement. Uh, I would say no, I didn't really dig it. Um, Except for you might have been jealous to put, you know, cause you would have wanted to play catch with Kurt Russell. That I, I mean, there's a lot of things, uh, <laughs> that you Kurt would Russell. do with Kurt Russell. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, I, I don't know if I'd ride in a car with him. How about that? I've seen Death Proof. So I would, you know, well, I would bring my own transportation. And he, he, uh, well, breakdown, you know, he, doesn't he lose his girlfriend or wife or something? I mean, he will catch you, basically. If he has means of transportation, that, that seems to be the running theme, uh, coming to a future episode of original remake with Kurt Russell, obviously. Kurt Russell in a yeah, car. Breakdown um, and the vanishing? 
Uh, no, the Vanishing it has its own Jeff- remake, right? Yeah, that and that was Jeff Bridges and Sandra Bullock, Kiefer Sutherland. Maybe I can't remember. Um, maybe <laughs> I, uh, I I I don't know. I mean, I think I felt like obviously it's set up in the first film, like Peter Quill, like uh, not being you know he's not totally human, right? His mother was human, but he's there. There's some other alien presence that's his father, and right. um, I think. I think initially I was into like the Kurt Russell as this like, you know, like super alien presence, like celestial being uh father. But like the longer they went on with it, he just turns into like a Bond villain. Right. Yeah. Just talk. Like, he, he, he goes from like quirky and interesting to, you know, just exposition machine. And I don't know, like I felt like I felt like that character his issues like getting into like a you know this living planet ego like fighting like having like actual like fist fights with like these space pirates it seems beneath them it seems low rent like i i don't know uh i I felt like it was maybe even too big for the the cast of characters we have and i I realized that they just you know as i said trolled ronan uh this like great space conqueror in the first one um but here, uh, it, I mentioned that my distaste for Doctor Strange, uh, I felt like that just went like what the the heroes were fighting as far as the big threat is almost too nonsensical for me. And, and, and I, <laughs> before you like hate tweet me, I mean, I realize I'm talking about two movies where there's a talking raccoon who <laughs> fires rockets. His name is Rocket Raccoon. Uh, but there's still like there's still like a certain. <sighs> You have to ground these things a little bit. And that, that is getting like, I don't even know how, like, how would you explain what the villain is and what they're doing to someone who has not seen Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2? Like, how, in this paragraph, what, <laughs> what would your explanation be? And if you can't do it, I think it's a failure of the film. Uh, he is trying to kind of spread his legacy around, I guess. But Leave, leaving his seeds in, in all Who is the, he? Uh, and how does he do that? Uh, he is a living planet in the form of Kurt Russell. What? That doesn't make any sense. What is a living planet? You water the the planet, and uh, it lives, <laughs> and you have to feed it every once in a while. And you know, if you sh- sun, uh, if you shine the sun just right, there's this process called photosynthesis. Uh, does, yeah. does this living planet play catch? Does he play ball? It, it, you know, in fact, it can. And you mentioned <laughs> driving earlier too. He can drive. You know, to a Dairy Queen. I mean, what uh, any living planet would want to do that, obviously. Absolutely. And you know what a living planet can also do? Is kill lots and lots and lots of people. Well, that, I mean, that's, that I understand from a villain. Um, but yeah, I don't, I mean, the first one's just easy. First one is a guy who wants this stone, right? He wants this gem and it'll give him powers and then he'll be able to betray his master. I mean, that's like Star Wars, right? It's like, you know, he's going to, this one, I, I, I don't know. Uh, you mentioned the, the, uh, Gamora Nebula stuff. I liked it okay. Uh-huh. But I felt like, if I'm going to continue with like the Star Wars, uh, analogy here, there were too many plots that mirrored each other. Like, you know, having Yondu right. be a guy that's chasing down Peter Quill and then reveals this family 
affection for him as an adoptive father. And then Gamora, Nebula, SC2 sisters, where Nebula like stalking Gamora across space and then they like fight, but then she reveals, you know, that she basically just wanted her to be treated like, you know, she wanted Gamora to be her big sister and be right. protective of her. Yeah. I feel like you're banging that drum too many times and I understand how you're, you're trying to like line that up. Like where it's like, this is a movie about, you know, family relations like that. Maybe these characters didn't even realize same with rocket. You know, he doesn't realize that these people are treating him as family, not just as a pilot on the ship, but you have consecutive scenes like that. And I'm like, all right, let's, let's get on to the next idea. Let's get on to the next thought. Yeah. And you know, it just it didn't help that you had like a living Snapchat filter as a character. Uh, you had Baby <laughs> you really Groot. Hate that. <laughs> yeah, Baby Groot is just like I, I know why Baby Groot is in there, and you know I'm like the one person that hates him because I think he's he doesn't belong in this movie. He he doesn't. You know he he belongs in a Lego Guardians of the Galaxy movie. You know Baby mm. Groot. Put 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 him in that movie. I actually didn't have huge issues with him, but I also didn't enjoy his presence. Did like, you like the opening scene? No. <laughs> okay. Thank you. <laughs> I'm, I didn't even like you – know, normally on a podcast, you sort of consider what you're going to say because you're trying to guide the conversation with the next. Uh-huh. That was just a legitimate like instantaneous reaction. No, I did not. <laughs> um, I actually thought what happened to Groot in the first film where he sacrifices himself and then becomes baby Groot. I, I didn't mind it at the end of the first film because they're like, hey, they're letting you know he's yeah, going to reform. Back. He'll, he'll come back. I'm like, you I actually thought he wasn't going to be in this movie. I thought he would just be on the ship, kind of like how they ended it with the first one, that maybe he would just be there for like one little thing, be like, yeah, Groot's still growing. He's coming back. I didn't realize he was going to be carrying like a bomb to like save the day in the end on this living planet. Oh God. And like the push the button scene, like that's just, mm-hmm. it was just like, you know, go fetch the, uh, what we need here. It, it was very much like that. It's like, okay, we, we, we get it. Like, um, that, that's the thing. Like he's baby Groot. Like he shouldn't have been a big character. He should have been on the ship, you know, because he kind of got in the way sometimes. And yes, he also did help them at times as well. But you know, it's, well, what it's was the pets kids. they had in the mid nineties? Like the a pet Furby? rock. Oh, a pet it should rock. have been like a pet rock. That was the maybe that was the eighties. Yeah, that was okay. from the eighties. That's rock. what he should have been. He should have just been like the little pet. Like they check in. They like you know they water him or whatever they need to do. You're, and then you're, they you're go talking about a Yamaguchi, aren't you, or Tamagotchi or something like that? Well, <laughs> I mean, I guess he's an actual game. physical thing. Yeah, he's not digital. He's he's analog. Groot is analog. Okay. Unfortunately for us. <laughs> um, yeah, I uh, yeah I was disappointed in this one, and uh, I mean. Maybe I would have liked it better if I watched it in theaters because, you know, watching on Netflix, you're kind of distracted. You can pick up your phone, like yeah, you can pause right. it. I can watch it. Uh, and that probably did add to the runtime where I felt like, Jesus, when's this thing going to be over? But um, it didn't really hold my attention. I'll say that. And the first one I've watched a few times and I still find it very entertaining, uh, even with the problems with the, the villains. I, I just think the first one had a little bit more physical comedy, you know, as well, which was very effective. You know, you kind of mentioned that dance off scene uh, earlier and, you know, he, he's trying to pull like Gamora, like, you know, to, to join in on him. And she's like, no, mm-hmm. what, what are you doing? Like, you see that at the clubs all the time, like guys trying to get mm-hmm. girls to dance. Yeah. And they're yeah. like, no, I'm not dancing with you. And so we, I can't really point anything out, you know, in volume two. Um, but I mean, I'll, I'll say this. I, I think volume two is one of the best looking Marvel movies. 
Like I, th- I genuinely believe that. Like I, I feel this was visually stunning. Like everything was just it was beautiful. The colors. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, yeah. Um. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I'm watching it at home on a, a TV in the bedroom, not yeah. you know, home theater it, set up. It's just I'm, uh, I'm not going to revisit this one very much, you know, at all. Well, you were talking about the uh, some physical comedy. I actually think they're also missing. You're missing John C. Riley, Glenn Close, um, Peter Serafinowicz. I don't. Uh, he's that's he's the, the guy that sure. He's the guy that sacrifices himself. I think he calls them assholes in the first first movie. Uh, he's part oh, of the Nova right, Corps. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, the Nova Corps. I, I, I like the, uh, I guess the, they're not regular Joes, but like the straight men, uh, in the first film in space, you know, the, the, the guardians end up aligning with, and here, you know, there's no straight men. It's just Yondu and his crew, uh, infighting. And then you also have, uh, who are the like gold, like aliens, the, the the sort of the first action sequence where Rocket steals the the batteries from them. You're asking me, like I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you you did such a good job with Ego, the Living Planet. As far as talking about, you have to water them. Um, what I'm saying is, like they they I I wanted some recognizable faces, I guess, that are just real people that are not uh, like they're coming off the set of Deep Space Nine or Star Trek. Because um, I like John C. Riley. I just liked him in this world, like reacting, playing the straight guy. That was just funny to me, him reacting to these weird creatures. Um, but here it's just too, it, there's too much weirdness, I think, all around. Yeah, uh, I do. Okay. So it's called the, 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 the leader of the sovereign people, the golden high priestess, Aisha. Um, I did like, like her scene with, uh, Peter Quill in the very beginning, you know, where they're kind of like flirting with one another. Kamara's mm-hmm. like looking off to the side. <laughs> what, what is going on? A uh, taser face. That was kind of funny, but then it got a little old fast. Boy, they went back to that constantly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. It's amazing to me. Like it did make me think. Like that sequence, like the taser face thing, because you have the person, uh, you know, the, one of the gold people laughing on yeah. the other end. Uh, why did people have such a huge issue with Star Wars: The Last Jedi having humor, and yet they eat this shit up? Because it's just like the first one, though. Like, I don't think. See, I didn't have as big issue with the first one. This one, I'm just like, this is not. Did, did they lose a rider here? Did they change gears? Is it still James Gunn? Yeah, it is still yeah, James Gunn. Did he just write this by himself? Yep. Uh huh. All right. There's the. That must be it. We lost whoever Nicole Perlman, Perlman is. Uh, she was the co-writer in the first one. So I'm laying all uh, the blame on her absence, but she is writing uh, Captain Marvel. Oh, there you go. All right. Looking forward and to that Detective one. P- Detective Pikachu. <laughs> what, wait, what? Is that the one with Ryan Reynolds? Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> hey, it sounds like it'll be better than Guardians 2. That should be how we uh, promote this episode. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, not as good as Detective Pikachu coming in 2019. <laughs> Detective Pikachu? What the? What? I don't even know. Okay. All right. I guess, okay, so how do you want to wrap this up since, uh, we how, what do we want from the third one? I would think, you know, okay. if, we, if we both really like the first one and we didn't like the second, you really didn't like the second. Um, you know, what I'm assuming the, the gold people, as I keep calling them, that's how they're going to wrap up this tr- mini trilogy with the guardians after they come back from the infinity war and the Avengers movies. Maybe let's kind of do what, uh, Thor Ragnarok did, right? They, uh, well, no. 
Okay. What I would like to see is since in Infinity War we get the sense that they are on Earth. Okay, let's uh let's integrate them into that world. You know, let's have a couple, you know, uh characters from the other movies be supporting roles, kind of like in Winter Soldier, where you know Black Widow was a supporting character to Captain America. Let's have this group do something on Earth, you know, and have a couple other characters kind of help them along the way. Let's just see something a little bit different outside of space for once. Uh, I think I'll be fine with them going back to space, but I like your idea of attaching other characters. So, like, Captain Marvel will be a space character. Okay. Uh, can we have them interact with someone who's a little bit more uh, serious? Because I think it rely on the Guardians to be the humorous ones and... Uh, you have to have someone. You have to have a straight man. That's one missing with John C. Riley and Glenn Close being gone. You have to have someone to bounce off of. I'm assuming Brie Larson's Captain Marvel could do that. Um, well, what, what if uh, what if they help Thor find the new Asgard? Yeah, because Thor, Thor's pretty funny as him, but he's also a very he could be the the straight man, you know, especially compared to these 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 two. Um, I would say you know your hatred of the Snapchat filter alien oh, is. No. I would also worry about like, and this is maybe contradictory. Like we're asking them to add some other characters for them to, to I guess play with in the Marvel sandbox. Uh, I think they may want to watch exactly how many characters they're adding to the the Guardians proper the ship. I think it's it's getting a bit much, especially if you're bringing in like Nebula. Uh, I don't know. Maybe, you know, cause we only got one movie where this, this Guardians group was forming and now it already feels like, all right, you gotta throw some people off the ship. It may be a little bit too much to handle. You know what? Let's, let's get rid of Groot. He only <laughs> well, says three really, things. You are really asking for those tweets to come. <laughs> I am Groot. Like that's, that's all he says. Okay. You it, look guys, if you guys love Groot that much, Buy the, buy the toy of baby Groot, put him in your pocket, take him to the movie with you. Okay. But he, he, he serves a purpose, but like he doesn't say anything. Can you imagine being in that theater with a bunch of these freaks having that little toy bouncing like on their knee or like saying that to <laughs> themselves over and over? Like, I, uh, I'd have to cancel my movie pass for sure and just be done with this whole business. Um, I, I'm concerned about Groot. Because I'm assuming that the second one we're leading into like his sort of teenage years, I guess. Oh, we're gonna love him, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, yeah. This 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 teenage angst and everything. <laughs> <laughs> it's done. Um, I uh, I think that my hope for uh, Guardians. I remember a long time ago, a buddy of mine saying that he thought, or I guess what he hoped would happen would be that uh, at the end of the first Guardians. Now this was like six months before it came out. He was hoping that the the end of it would be like after the adventure they just run into Thanos who slaughters every one of them. Oh. So he wasn't even saying that judging on the quality of the movie or the actors. He just thought, oh, a Guardians movie like that'll be obviously be a one off and that's just to set up Thanos. And I <laughs> I thought that was harsh, especially after seeing the first one and liking it. To imagine like that they were just set up to be like the first kill in like a yeah. scream movie, <laughs> like they're they're Drew Barrymore basically. Uh, and we're we're beyond that now because Thanos will arrive on Earth, um, but that wouldn't be bad necessarily. Like I'm saying, let's kill off some characters. Uh, it can't be Groot though, Peter, because he just will reform. We don't want to start this process over. We want to get him old again. So as much as we hate it, we want Groot to survive and become old again. Yeah, I, I was just trolling the people that really love Groot. That I, I really didn't mean they it. Deserve it. Yeah. They know. It. They know they deserve it too. They're very very lonely, lonely, sick people. 
thank you for listening at Original Remake. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm at War Machine Horse. If you want to send all the bad tweets to me. <laughs> you gotta took well, something you at uh, 99 from 99, at Projecting Film. Uh, yeah, I'm at Sober Cinema. Yeah, all of those. I hate I, all those accounts, but make sure you follow. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but for me, no. Personally, you can find me uh, at Podstalgic. You know, we've been talking about Kurt Russell here. Well, not too long ago, I did an episode, Big Trouble in Little China. There you go. That's, that's a that's a good one. That's it's a, it's uh, you a good know. one. Kurt Russell looks like the way he did in that movie, uh, or at least the younger version of himself in that opening scene. Uh, I did, uh, unfortunately, on Projecting Film, which is a podcast I do on independent uh, cinema, uh, I used as one of my uh, suggested films, like, hey, I know you've not, the premise of that podcast is you've probably not seen this little independent movie. Here are two other movies to watch that give you an idea of what you're going to rent or buy. Uh, I used Death Proof. I believe the week that that scandal came out about Uma Thurman almost being killed, my, my dear beloved Uma Thurman on the set of Death Proof. Huh. Uh, and that show is cursed. That's why I've like not released an episode in like two months because <laughs> everything I suggested there would be a scandal about one of the directors or actors like that week I released the episode. So oh, wow. Um, I guess that's my way of promoting that show. There is a, a death proof uh, mini review on there on projecting film. Uh, I don't know the episode number, but you know what? Just go to projecting film on uh, Apple Podcasts and download all of them. How about that? That would really <laughs> help me out. Did you throw out suggestions to like uh, L.A. Confidential or? We did have a Kevin Spacey. Uh, we did the Big Kahuna. That was, uh, I think, a month or two weeks, somewhere in there before the Kevin Spacey scandal happened last fall. Wow. Yes. We, we actually have a <laughs> promo image for the episode with Kevin Spacey right there, his his big mug on it. Um, yeah. that I don't know. That show is cursed. That podcast is cursed. All the movies uh, you one, did were Weinstein movies. <laughs> <laughs> we, we had a whole episode uh, where it was like uh, – it was a Weinstein movie and we talked about him a lot. And James uh, Tobach, the director that also was accused of like uh, assaulting many extras. It was the two of them combined. We talked about Weinstein wow. Tobach. Like if we had come out with it a week later, at least it would have felt like, hey, we're picking on these two assholes. Uh, that one was so bad, I didn't even release the episode because it's like we can't release it now and not discuss any of the the stuff that's going on because we just sound like two dudes who don't care. Um, but we care on original remake. <laughs> we we care about uh, uh, baby Groot becoming a man, and hopefully yes. that process is hurried up. Absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, give us a follow on Twitter or Instagram at original remake, and uh, I believe we got the hate accounts all right. They're all mine. Yeah. Strangely. So, Project Film. Go check it out.